This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. A video of the talk is also available along with more downloads on our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk. If you'd like to join us in person, our talks take place at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. There is a man to come back to this earth called the Lord Jesus Christ. He's going to return in a different fashion to the way he came before. He is not going to come as the lamb that was prepared to die upon a cross. He's going to come as the lion out of the tribe of Judah. He's going to come with power. And he's going to come and show you and I a new way of life. This is going to happen. The return of the Lord Jesus Christ is sure, and it will happen. How do we know this? How can we even begin to say this as as a definite thing? I say it because I read the Word of God, which is the Bible. And the Bible says to us many things that teach us about the Lord Jesus Christ. And the main thing is that he's coming and we have to make a decision are we going to follow him or are we not that decision ultimately is up to you and what I'm going to do is take you through I hope some thoughts of what the Bible has to say about this return and specifically about the Lord Jesus Christ coming back now As you'll see as we go through, there is no way that I can show you them all. We only have under an hour. And there's no way I can show you every single quotation. I would love to. We're going to fire up a few of them in the Old Testament and New Testament if we can. But I want you to come around. I make no excuses as well for the amount of Bible references we're going to look at. If you get lost, keep with me, and I'll give you them afterwards and help you out. Well, I thought, where can we start? And I thought, well, I suppose the best place to start is to think about what are we talking about? We're talking about Bible prophecy. Now, if you've never come across this before, or if you've never heard about it, you may not know what it means. Well, it's it's not very difficult. It's, It's basically the foretelling. We are doing it now. I'm going to say, I prophesy. I sadly can't tell you when. But I prophesy when the Lord Jesus Christ is going to return. And you say, oh, yeah, when's that? Well, we don't know, sadly. But that's the idea. It's the foretelling the what's to come. Let's see this in action. What I want to do is I want to look at a couple of little things that seem simple. They're things you'll know if you've got anything or any knowledge of Christmas. And certainly working in schools, you tend to to get them a lot. If you've got your Bibles open, I want us to look, I don't know if you can see that, but it's Isaiah chapter 9. And here in Isaiah chapter 9, we have some very interesting words. And what's he going to tell us? Well, it's going to prophesy about something that's going to happen in the future. Future to Isaiah, history to us. Okay? So if you're there, in chapter 9, Isaiah, and verse 6, we're going to read a couple of verses. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and the peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness 
from this time forth and forevermore. And if it needs sealing, he says, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Not he might do it, or he could do it, or he might end up doing it. Now come to the New Testament, and I want you to come to Luke chapter 2. We've moved a few hundred years, or maybe even a thousand years forward, and here is a situation where Luke is now recalling what happened and telling us what happened. Look at this. Verse, we're going to go in at verse 8. It says here, And in the same region, this is Luke chapter 2, verse 8, In the same region there was a shepherd out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Normal thing, you see it every, every day there. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news, or gospel, of great joy, and will be for all the people. For unto us you are in, is born this day in the city of David, the Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, and you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with them the angels, a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God, saying... Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace among those who, whom it is, he is pleased. Here is the announcement of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go and see him, go and look at him. Isaiah prophesied about this person that would come. Isaiah prophesied that this would happen. You say, well, I'm not really that convinced. Okay, so let's move back to Isaiah. I should have told you to keep your finger there. Isaiah chapter 7 now, and we're just going to look at just one verse verse 14 therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel that's interesting I suppose there we are let's another prophesy but now come to Matthew Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23 And here it says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. Why, Joseph awoke, and this is during Joseph having a dream, and he said, this is what's going to happen. He went, oh, right. This was the pronouncing, the foretelling of the Lord Jesus Christ coming on the earth. That's what prophecy is about. Someone saying something, someone being told that they should say something, and here it is in the New Testament being fulfilled. So Jesus was prophesied, foretold about in the Old Testament, and in the New Testament we have the record of the Lord Jesus Christ, A, being born, shepherds going to see him, we're also told, if you know your lovely history, that also the, the wise men went to see him as well, but he was a little bit older then, but he was born. So Jesus was foretold of, this is what prophecy was all about. Interesting, isn't it? Now think about that. So you've had Isaiah teach you that the Lord Jesus Christ was going to come. You have Matthew and Luke, two different Gospels, saying the Lord Jesus Christ came and lived on the earth. And it was foretold, it was predicted by Isaiah. Let's ask ourselves a question. You've looked at this chapter 21. We've had it read together. And the reason we had it read is because this asks a question. Do you think Jesus was a prophet? Do you think Jesus was able to be a prophet? Isaiah, we feel, was a prophet. I'm going to introduce you to another prophet in a second who is just as interesting, just as intriguing. This is the prophet Daniel. 
Now, Prophet Daniel has lots to say, and, and you can take some time reading through him and see what he has to say. In Daniel chapter 9 and verse 26, he has this to say to us. That's Daniel chapter 9 and verse 26. Now, this is an, a bit more sadder one, shall we say. This is, this is going to predict something else about the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Daniel prophesying again, okay? If you're there, in Daniel chapter 9, verse 26, And after the six, 62 weeks, an appointed one shall be cut off, and shall have nothing. And the people of the princes who is come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Its end shall come with a flood, and to the end there shall be war and desolations and decrees what is he talking about what is he trying to get us to understand what's this Daniel who's a prophet and we believe he's a prophet from many things he said Daniel chapter 2 and chapter 7 talks about the history and we'll look at that very briefly uh, as we go through our talk here we're trying to get you to understand that now come if you would to listen to Luke and Luke 21 oh that's the chapter we've had read did you notice this is the same prophecy that Daniel gave which was prior to his and it was after his life Jesus is now going to prophesy as well look at this if you're there in Daniel chapter uh, sorry Luke chapter 21 the chapter we had read together this is Jesus speaking and this is Jesus foretelling prophesying 21 verse 20 but when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies and know that his desolation has come near then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains and let those who are inside the city depart and let not those who are out of the country enter in. Why, he says, for those, these are the days of vengeance and full and it, fully as it is written. Alas, for women shall, who shall be pre pregnant, it's going to be hard, and for those who are nursing infants and in those days, for there will be a great distress upon the earth and wrath against this people. He's talking about the Jews, okay? They will fall by the edge of the sword and be led captive among all nations, and Jerusalem will be trodden underfoot by the Gentiles, that's non-Jews, until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Yes, Jesus is a prophet, because he's foretelling. What's he foretelling? Well, he's foretelling the destruction of Jerusalem. Everything was destroyed. Everything was set on fire. Everything, this is AD 70 we're talking about. This is a time that you can look back for yourself in history. This is a time when everything was being destroyed. These are pictures of still the wall and bits of the, the wonderful temple that was there that are left in Jerusalem. And do you know why it was torn down? Do you know why they tore it down? The, the Romans came and they besieged Jerusalem, just as Daniel had said, just as Jesus had said. And guess what? The soldiers went in, set fire to everything, but of course the temple was made of gold. And guess what happened to the gold? It ran in between all of the bricks and the mortar and into all the various nooks and crannies. So being greedy men, what do they do? We want the gold. They ripped it down. Jesus prophesied about this, which was going to be very near future for where the Jesus was, but was future for them and Daniel as well. So was Jesus a prophet? Yes, he was. They're both prophesying about AD 70, when Jerusalem was completely destroyed. And the only bit that's left is, I think they call it the Wailing Wall, or the bit of the wall they think 
is the temple. That's all that's left. Nothing was left. It was flattened and destroyed. And I'm afraid, without being too graphic, lots of people did die and did lose their life. Right, so what have we established? We've established we understand a little bit about prophecy. We understand what prophecy does. It's the foretelling. It's the telling of something that's going to happen. There we've seen it. And if you go to Jerusalem, you can see it for yourself, that some of it has been completely destroyed, and certainly the temple. But now we've also put together that Jesus prophesied as well. Now, if he did that, surely it's worth listening to the rest of the chapter and the rest of the things that he's going to say to us to help us to understand about prophecies of his return. Now, if we went through them all, be honest, we'd be here a long time. These don't, don't worry if you can't read these, you're not meant to, as it were. This is just to show you just some of the quotations in the New Testament taken from Luke and taken from Matthew, taken from Mark, of course, and taken from John as well, but also from all the books of the Bible, quite a few of them. And they're all different quotations that talk about the return, the prophesied return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what I want you to understand. Don't, don't dismiss what Jesus has to say. Don't dismiss what the Bible has to say about his return. It is important that you understand that Jesus is trying to teach us here in this 21st chapter, both about immediate destruction, which came upon the uh, land of Israel, but also about it. And so there are many, over 100 plus in the New Testament. There are the same equivalent in the Old Testament as well that talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. We've looked just at a brief couple that talk about his immediate future and his immediate point of view. What we're going to try and do is then is look at Luke and we're going to try and look, if we get time, at Thessalonians. And the, the first letter of Thessalonians is, the Lord, is, is Paul talking about the Lord's return to us. It's a fabulous chapter to help us understand. And we're going to also look at a book that is harder to understand, and that's the book of Revelation. And through these few little bits what we're going to try and do is try and help you to understand about the return of the Lord Jesus Christ let's put things into context then here we are in Luke chapter 21 where is Jesus well Jesus as far as we can make out is in his last week of his life he knows that he's going to be taken he knows his things are not going to go too well for him he's going to be put to death that's something he knew he understood and what we find is that he's most probably and this is conjecture because we don't really know for a fact but if you knew anything about the temple there was several parts the first part was a huge part where me and you could go we could go and wander there we could go and enjoy ourselves and go towards the temple but we couldn't go into the next place which was the court of the women so we could say in the court of the gentiles but we couldn't go into the court of the women then when you went into the court of the women you could then if you're a chap not a lady sorry girls you could then move on to the next court we think Jesus mostly gave this talk on those steps just outside a thing called the beautiful gate. And he's talking to the Jews, he's showing them and his disciples about the coming and the questions that they'd asked him, what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, what would he do? And of course they're saying, look at this beautiful temple, see how wonderful it is, and then Jesus goes into his talk about the fact that the temple would be destroyed. And so Jesus is talking about all these things and trying to get them to understand how things are. He's taking that thought as we see it. He understands and he's trying to get them to, to see that they need to take note of what he said and believe in him. Now, we can look back in history and see that AD 70 worked. So can we now have the courage to look forward and see that he's talking about the return, his return, that will be upon this earth? The problem we had was every, every nation was going, did you read some of that? I mean, I, I, I don't know about you, but some of this you could have almost read 
Look at verse 10. If you go back in this chapter in verse 10, so then he said, the nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes. And in various, it's almost like reading the news off the BBC or whatever your preferred news reader is, isn't it? There's earthquakes here, there's pestilence there, there's war somewhere else, there's people wanting to go against each other. You've, you've seen it, you know it, you understand it. And kingdom against kingdom, there will be great earthquakes in various places, famines, pestilence, and there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. Things are going to move and things are going to change. And things are going to go, well, not too well. And can I say to you this now, what we're talking about this for, and the reason we're talking about it is because, basically, there is no way out. Nation will rise against nation. They will have a go at each other. They will do things. And there is no way out. There's no way for them to find the way out. There's no way for you to... It's going to happen. I firmly believe that the Lord Jesus Christ teaches it here, shows us very clearly it's going to happen. And so this is what Matthew has to say to us. And this is now up on the screen. And here in Matthew he says, And they will be delivered up to tribulation, put you to death. You will be hated by all nations. He's talking about the disciples and saying that you, you will be in quite a position. I don't think we have this just yet, but who knows? and all nations for my name's sake and they well, many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another which is quite something isn't it Jesus is saying there could be a position where things will really begin to get dire what I'm trying to get across to you when this starts to happen you're going to know about the return of the Lord Jesus Christ and many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray and become lawless and will be increased the love of many will grow cold but the one who endures to the end will be saved and that's a commission to us if we want to take on the Lord Jesus Christ we want to learn about him if we want to put him in our life we have to endure and we may have to endure to a position that could be quite tough this is look at this this is this is going to be um Daniel talking now this is in Daniel chapter 9 which we didn't get down to so when you see the, the abomination of destruction spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place let them understand and he says if you know about Daniel you'll know this is coming from that chapter 9 then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains let the one who is in the housetop and this is what we've read isn't it this is this is the destruction that will happen going down further in the field uh, if they're in the field this is, do not turn back to take a cloak when this happens you need to run and so the destruction is going to be total and so AD 70 totally will be destroyed Daniel talked about this in chapter 9 and verse 27 both of these guys Matthew and Daniel are both trying to get you to understand about what's going to happen and it's going to be dire and it's going to be quite something and when it happens dear friends it's going to be quite something Revelations chapter 6 and verse 15. If you want to come and have a look at this, this is the last book of the Bible, so hopefully you should find it quite easily. And if you come to chapter 6, and we'll just look at these couple of verses, we could look at the whole chapter. And I'm sorry I'm not putting it into context, you can do that for yourself and read it at your leisure. Look at this. When things begin to go wrong, when things begin to fall apart, we have AD 70 as an example. He says, when that happened, and they had to run, they had to get out, they burnt the place to ground. The same will happen when the kingdom comes. Then the king, verse 15 of chapter 6, then the kings of the earth and the great ones and, the, and those that are rich and powerful and everyone's slave and free hide themselves in caves and among the rocks and in mountains, calling for the mountains to, and the rocks to fall on us 
and hide us from the face of him who is sealed on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. These are words and prophecies of the Lord Jesus Christ coming back. And he's not going to come back and go, oh dear, it's a shame. I, I do apologize about this. I'm just popping in for a bit and just going to set up a little kingdom. Just going to be all nice and fluffy and you're all lovely and we all love. No. He's going to come back with power and with strength. And he's going to put the world to right. He's going to sort the world out. This is proper prophecy. This is prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ coming back to this earth. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who shall stand? And basically the world around will actually say, can I hide? Can I get away from this? This is, this is awful. This is tremendous. This is, this is frightening. I don't want to put you off, but if, if you're not part of what the Lord Jesus Christ has set out and what he wants you to do and to be part of the kingdom, it's going to be a frightening time. Imagine pestilence. Imagine earthquakes. Imagine wars. Imagine everything just going wrong. Imagine Brexit not working. Imagine Brexit perhaps working. Imagine perhaps losing money, perhaps not having money. This, this is, all this is about is about the destruction that will happen before the Lord Jesus Christ and as the Lord Jesus Christ comes back. Jesus leaves us in no doubt whatsoever with the teaching when talking to his disciples he wants them to understand doesn't he back there in Luke chapter uh, 21 he wants them to understand he wants them to to basically take on board what he's saying for he says back in 21 this is again the same sort of language that Jesus is now talking in verse 25 and there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and on earth distress of nations in perplexity. Now the idea of perplexity you'll see in a minute because of the roaring of the seas and the waves. If you've ever been in a choppy sea, you'll know what that means. People failing for fear and foreboding of what is coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and they that will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud. And so the world will struggle to see what's happening. The world will be perplexed that's the Greek apparently I'm not a Greek person so you need to <laughs> look at that and look for yourself but what it basically means is a state of one in perplexity one that's completely what's going on what's the problem have you ever been in a situation what's happened it was quite a while ago um, when the <laughs> the world seemed to have ended because it went very dark in, in, during the day and, and all the lights came on and you know if you've got automatic lights on your cars they would have come on and everything and everybody thought oh is it the end is it what's going on and it's that idea of perplexity and worrying and then fainting for fear is literally fainting to the point of death or swooning. That's an old word, isn't it? Having a swoon. It's basically being so fearful. The last time I was fearful was on one of the big rides that you go on on, on, the, on the various uh, places that we can go to enjoy big rides, as it were. And it's a long, long time ago. And you, you, you're fearful for it and you're scared for it. That's the same idea, the fearfulness. There will be a, a situation where this is going to be quite awful. Don't think about the return of Christ as being all fluffy and wonderful it's going to be fearful and these people will fear for their life and find it very difficult and in chapter 9 of revelation we have the same idea where there's fearfulness where it's problems and it's going to be difficult and it's not going to be easy and if you look at uh, revelation chapter 9 and verse 6 like i say i make no apologies for going to all these different verses because we need to and in those days people will seek death will not find it they will long to die but death will flee from them this is what it's going to be like when the return of the lord jesus christ comes and this has been prophesied what you're reading is all prophecy because it hasn't happened yet okay it's going to happen in the very near future we hope now or tomorrow or the next day we don't know 
unfortunately we can't tell you but we need to understand that it's difficult and here we can read in Revelation chapter 18 which I'll put up on the screen for in a single hour all of the wealth has been laid waste now the reason he's using ship merchants please understand that we're talking about the very early church and so they knew what this meant ship merchants and seafarers and men sailors and all those trading so people that were wealthy you were quite wealthy if you were a ship trader and all the rest of it their money's going to disappear We've been told that maybe one of the frightening things about the Brexit, according to certain people who own airlines and stuff, that the pound will actually either go to the same as the dollar or the same as the euro or less. And if you've got any shares, and good luck if you have, if you've got any shares and you want interest of them, then it's not going to happen. They'll disappear. That's what it's talking about. It's talking about the idea that when this thing happens, when the Lord Jesus Christ comes, it will all fail away. And all these trades in on the sea stood far off and cried out as they saw the smoke of the burning with the city was like the great city. And he's saying this is the total destruction, the total loss of everything. I'm frightening you, perhaps, but that's on purpose because this is what the coming of the signs of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is all about. This is what the prophecy is all about. This is what we're prophesying to you to show you what's going on. But he said something that gives you hope. And he said the hope, if you come back into Luke, or if you're still there, if you're still in Luke chapter 21, did you notice the hope that's in there in verse 27? And Jesus says, And when they see the Son of Man come in a cloud with power and great glory, now the, when these things begin to take place, strengthen up, rise up your head, because your redemption draweth nigh. What is Jesus talking about? Well, he's trying to imagine us and tell us, look, Jesus is going to come back the same way. If you ever want a sign of the prophecies of when Jesus is coming back, he's going to come back the same way that he went. How's that? Well, it's going to be in a cloud. That's how he's going to come back. He's going to come back in a cloud. Look at this. And I've put it up here for us. This is Acts chapter 1 and verse 11. And this was quite something that happened. And as they, as they as, and said, men of Galilee, this is the angel speaking, why do you stand looking into heaven? And what they've done, they've seen Jesus go and they're thinking, hey, where's he gone? He's vanished. But for us, this is the, the amazing thing. It says, who was taken up from us into heaven will come in the same manner as you have seen him go into heaven. This is the angels now prophesying about the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. You've seen him go into heaven through the cloud. He's going to come back the same way. And from what we read, he's going to be coming back to the same point and to the same place and look at this this is Daniel chapter 7 teaching us this and I saw in the, in the night visions and behold with clouds of heaven there came one like the son of man oh hang on what's he talking about he's prophesying now about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ the angels already said he's going to go up yes he's gone he's coming back the same way Daniel many years forward in this before the angels prophesied it, saying exactly the same thing. And he would come as the Ancient of Days. Now, without going into too much explanation, when you talk about the Ancients of Days and, and that sort of character, it's talking about the Son of God, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? Well, you have to take my word for it for the moment, but look at it for yourselves. And was presented before him, and to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom, and all the peoples, nations and languages shall serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, Shall, which shall not pass away and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed 
All the kingdoms before, if you think about the Roman Empire, if you think about the British, who were so powerful at one point, they've all crumbled away. All the nations that have been around are disappearing. Jesus' kingdom, when it comes on this earth, will not fail. Okay? It will not fail. It will succeed. Because Daniel had prophesied it. This is, again, the prophesying of the Lord Jesus Christ coming to this earth. Look at this in Revelation. Behold, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him even those who pierced him and all tribes of the earth will wait on the account of him even so amen says revelation this is john speaking now we're talking about another guy who's prophesying and talking about the lord Jesus christ when he will come all the eyes will see him even those that pierced him and he's talking about the jews will look and say oh this is the one that we put to death all this is prophesying when jesus will come back and he'll come back in that cloud just as we've seen him go so jesus went into the cloud and he will return exactly the same way jesus came as the lamb remember we said about this and he was the lamb what do they do with the lamb the jews used to kill and sacrifice them but he's coming back as the king of the world that's what he's on doing and that's what the return is about listen to somebody else let's go to zachariah now and see what he has to say Zechariah 14 and verse 4 on that day his feet shall stand on the Mount of Olives that's interesting because that's just what the angels have said isn't it the one thing the Bible tells you and this is something you can take on board for yourself if it's mentioned once you can say well maybe if it's mentioned twice whew, you better start taking note and if it's mentioned more than twice you really really should take note and here it is the second time Mount of Olives before Jerusalem on the east and the mountain of the olive shall be split in two from east to west by every wide valley, so that one half of the mountain shall be moved northward and the other half southward. So we're not going to really know when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back because it's not going to be very dramatic. <laughs> this is dramatic stuff. You're going to know when the Lord returns and sets his feet on that mountain, it is going to split apart. You're going to know about it. So no wonder it talks about the heavens will be shaken the world should be shaken there's going to be i mean modern television i suppose will tell us within seconds of christ's return but you're going to know because you're going to physically feel it have you ever felt a, um, an earthquake i think we had a couple haven't we recent recent history in england they're sort of kind of shaking what's that but real earthquakes can they're frightening scary when jesus returns according to this another guy who's prophesying about the return of jesus our zachariah He's saying he will come and he will split the mountain apart when his feet touch and things will start from there. Interesting, isn't it? This is, this is fascinating stuff. And we're just scratching, honestly, the, the very, very borders. And again, he said this, and the Lord will be king over all the earth. On that day, the Lord will be one and his name one. He's not coming to do just Jerusalem. He's not coming to just do Israel. He's not coming just to do Egypt or whatever he's coming to rule the whole of the world when Jesus returns according to the prophecies that we're beginning to see we begin to look at he's coming to rule the whole world the whole world is going to be ruled by the Lord Jesus Christ and of course we know because of that then in verse 28 we had that lovely hope didn't we if we see these things happening if we see what's going to happen then we need to lift up our heads and rejoice and in revelation chapter 19 verse 7 he said let us rejoice and exult and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and the bride has made himself ready what's he talking about 
Well, the Bible talks about a bride, and the bride is the church of Christ, okay? And being married together and being in that situation, and this is an offering to us to be part of it. We have to choose who we follow. We have to decide if we want to follow the Lord Jesus Christ or not. This is, again, Revelation 19. It says, And I saw the new heaven open, and behold, a white horse, one sitting on it called Faithful and True. And in the righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and his head are many dominions. And his name was written on the one knows but himself. He is clothed in robes dipped in blood, and the name by which is called the word of God. And the armies of the heaven arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, and following him on white horses. This is the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is when he's going to come. This is John seeing it and trying to write it down as best he can. And I, I would deplore you that you don't you know, sort of laugh at what he's writing because he's seeing this. He's, he's actually watching this happen. He's been shown the vision. I'd like you to describe, if you didn't know what a car was, try to describe somebody what a car is if they didn't know. And that's kind of what John was doing. He was trying to describe something he was looking at to see what it was. This is another prophecy of what it would be like when the Lord Jesus Christ will return. Look at this again as well from Revelation 4. From the mouth comes a sharp, and to, which is basically talking about how sharp and how, how justice will be done through the Lord Jesus Christ. From, from his mouth came a sharp sword, which spake and down, uh, strike down the nations. He will rule them with a rod of iron. He will treat the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God and the Almighty on this robe and on his this his thigh he has the name written king of kings and lord of lords this is again john trying to show to us about the king that's coming the lord jesus christ who's going to be upon this earth quite something isn't it and we're just looking at it a little tiny bit i mean time is going to defeat us i know it is we're running out of time as it is what i'd like to think about again is daniel will talk about this as well in daniel chapter two we really haven't got time to look at it but daniel chapter two is about this image that he says to nebuchadnezzar you're the top yeah you're brilliant but then there's this stone that comes and destroys the whole of that image which is all of the history of the world and daniel says when that happens the lord jesus christ is going to return to this earth daniel chapter seven talks about beasts and talks about the same thing this is all about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, our time's gone. It's gone too quick, as always. There's a lot more I could say. But what I'm trying to get across to you is that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to return. It is going to happen. He will return very soon. We have to decide, you know, what we want to do. There are, there are so many prophecies out there. There's so many more out there which we could have looked at. And I apologize for just looking at a very few of them. But these are things that were foretold. We proved that Jesus was a prophet. We listened to Daniel. He was a prophet, so we can listen to him, and we, we know that he prophesied a lot more. We haven't proved that John was a prophet, but I think he was because he was teaching us and showing us what the world was about to become like. The kingdom is coming. It is going to come very soon. What we have to decide for ourselves is, are we ready for the king? Are we ready for the one that is of the tribe of Judah? If we are... If we choose to be part of it, then we can be in that kingdom with our Lord. You'll hear talks, I'm sure, from this platform about the coming of the kingdom. You'll hear talks about being in the kingdom. And that's for you to make that decision. You have to decide to open your Bible, to find out a little bit more, and just to discover what it's all about. All we can tell you is that Jesus is about to return. The world is falling apart. 
The world isn't as good as it should be, and you're going to know when he comes. The thing is, you have to be ready, and hopefully when the Lord Jesus Christ does come, you will be ready for him to go. Thank you very much for listening. I hope it's got you going, got you thinking a little bit more, and just thinking about those things. And just open your Bible, read a bit more, and you will understand about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's happening, and it will happen very soon. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, videos, information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk.